Hello everyone, my name is Lucy. I'm Emilio. And you're listening to or watching the Long Distance Podcast. The weekly podcast about relationships, life lessons and all the good stuff. Thank you for tuning in today, this lovely Sunday. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, to leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. And be kind enough to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will release a Skillshare course on relationships at 1,000 subscribers. Enjoy! Hello! What's up? Good evening. Good evening, no, (laughs) Germans. (laughs) Good evening, Germans. Good evening, Germans. Hello. That's so funny because that's like a joke from me. Like True. It's not even something s- that happened to me and not you, but you always say it. <laughs> I think it's just such a funny sentence. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing against the good Germans. Love you guys. We're saying good evening to them. It's yes. a good thing. Um, how are you? I'm good. Just finished work. Mm-hmm. Back at work again. In Spain, we had like a, a holiday and uh, we took an extra day off because my school is awesome. And so... I'm feeling great because I came back for one day and it's already the weekend. Oof, such a tough life. It's so tough, my job, I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, about you? What did you do today? Well, uh, today was all about learning uh, subqueries in the <laughs> uh, in the language SQL for like SQL. databases. Okay, I'm talking about very jargon stuff but is sql sql yes and people say sql yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right. sql basically it's like um if you see a expert excel spreadsheets mm-hmm. like it's a version even advanced to, to store even more data and in order to access this data between the computer uh, sorry between the database and data analyst you need to have a language in which you can both speak mm-hmm. and the language is sql sql because so, you make sequels yes you make little codes there you go so that was it and then i cleaned the flat Oof, that was a, that took me like an hour and a half yeah imagine <laughs> i've been cleaning the flat for the past month by myself five <laughs> times since you left yes it's it's a it's a workout almost comes yeah. with arms cleaning stuff mm. but it's good if you put on music very very enjoyable Mm -hmm. i would put on good dancing songs and just have fun with it oh i I did something a bit unusual um we talked about last week (laughs) yeah at the huberman uh podcast if you don't know what it is it's um it's a podcast hosted by a researcher uh in ophthalmology and uh i don't remember which one called Andrew Huberman is very yeah. good, amazing. You should go listen to him. And I remember his second episode was about sleep, and I had listened to it on the 14th of January or something, yeah. um, 2021. And he offered an alternative to, to naps, which was NSDR, non-sleep deep rest. And it's like 30 minutes, 10 to 30 minutes of uh, self, um, how do you call it? Not meditation, self uh not relaxation al- not hallucination uh self mm, try uh, just describe it in another word like describe what you're doing you know like when someone is trying to manipulate your mind <laughs> it's very Me- bad oh uh, that's i got you I have it. what's that word now? <laughs> i don't have it so um hip hypnosis there you go self hypnotism yes. okay so nsdr is like a a, to, uh, a process in which you try to self-hypnotize yourself 
Okay. And so you follow for, for 35 minutes, I followed the, the instruction of a guy. And I like at the end, <laughs> literally the guy says, follow what I'm going to say. It basically says like five words about relax your body or something. Mm -hmm. And I swear, I felt like my, <laughs> like my mind was leaving my body. <laughs> You felt hypnotized? I felt amazing. <laughs> oh, really? So you're someone that's easily hypnotized? Apparently, I had never done that before. Whoa. But like, I, I think I'd be a difficult hypnosis. Like, I wanted to to uh, to nap, like quick quick fifteen minute nap. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try the NSDR process by Andrew Huberman. Yeah. So I did it, and at the end, it was incredible. Like, I I felt myself myself like falling. <laughs> And mm. I, that was so good. Whoa. So, okay. so good. Very surprising. You can check it out. Second episode of the Huberman Lab. Yeah. It's in the description. Um, is it? Not like the link to watch no, the know, video. I'm joking. I'm like, yeah. will we, we forget? <laughs> uh, yeah. That was my little experiment, experiment of the day. Okay. That was cool. That was I cool. would like to try that. Yeah. But I just, I used to try and do the hypnosis. Like there was a phase on YouTube where the trend was doing random hypnosis hypnosis and i never succeeded there was one where it was to make you feel like you weigh a ton you what <laughs> to make you feel like you weigh a ton and by the end of it because it, it was kind of like a long time coming and then it says like you're gonna feel it go on your feet you're uh -huh. gonna feel it go on your like and i generally was like i can't move like i'm paralyzed i actually i weigh a ton i can't lift myself incredible i went to sleep afterwards mm -hmm. i had done something similar um, like a couple of months ago where like the person tells you uh, see see your body above you um, you close your eyes etc you're, you're like uh, laying down and they say like uh, close like imagine your body floating above yourself mm -hmm. and then uh, they say like release all pain all anxiety all stuff and then they say like uh, bring bring the body back mm -hmm. and <laughs> genuinely when you, when you said like um release everything i i felt like everything something came out <laughs> i think those processes are so funny like yeah. they're so fascinating not yeah, funny it's like fascinating how, how am i in this position right now yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. Did, how did we get here mm -hmm. yeah i think hypnosis is something very interesting mm -hmm. i i think it's more that some people are able to push their minds rather than mm -hmm. necessarily it being a good hypnoser yeah. <laughs> the guy that does hypnosis mm -hmm. i don't know i don't like i don't believe that there's some guys out there with a power to hypnose hypnotize other people mm -hmm. i think it's that some people are susceptible to it and some aren't mm -hmm. some can say to everyone okay let's pretend we're flying right now let's see how it goes and All others right. would be like this is stupid i'm not gonna do that and it's probably me <laughs> yeah i think but. you definitely need a certain open-mindedness yeah to it like if you go with the idea of this is this is bs yeah you probably won't you wouldn't anything. be yeah, yeah exactly and that's it, what i've heard people say before here are like the guy from the uk who's a hypnotizer and magician david uh no it's darren brown darren brown thank you him yeah mm. he yeah. said that he's like there's some people that it just won't work on it's yeah, not yeah. that you're fake it's that they don't want to do it mm -hmm. and that other people do want to do it yeah yeah so yeah, that's it. Little uh, sideways <laughs> of today's discussion. Yeah. Which is all about the 
We're working on the title. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> it's I, okay. Not long ago, I was thinking about. I was walking home from work, and I was thinking about how the worst time of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad I'm over it. But I'm glad that it happened because it made me a different person. And then it linked me to one of your newsletters, which was bad luck, good luck. Mm-hmm. And that then linked me to a phrase in English, which is. Like um, your moments in life are either a blessing or a lesson. Mm-hmm. So it means that everything that happens to you is either a wonderful thing and it, it improves your life or it teaches you something. And I just wanted to talk about that today and expand a bit more. I, I hadn't really thought too far into it, just mm-hmm. more into the topic because I think, I don't know, it's something that Maybe if you're not going for the best time in life, you hear it and you think, yeah, okay, this sucks right now, but I'm going to look back one day and be glad that it happened because it taught me this. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that is very hard to to see it, uh, when you're in the moment. It's like you can only connect the dots looking, looking backward, back. backwards. And so it's only when you you rise above the problem at hand that you can see, oh, this made me do that. And then uh, because of this, I feel this way. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to do. It's very hard when you're in the moment. But always looking back, you can go, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that that crappy phase of my life happened. But when you're in it, it sucks, of yeah. course. <laughs> and I think it, it like have some moments where it took me years before realizing this was good. Yeah, this was a good mistake or good bad thing to happen. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you can have this uh, huge open mind, very deep wisdom where you immediately realize this is good. I can turn this into something or like uh, uh, there is something mm, out. Um, uh, I can do something out of this situation. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes years yeah. to realize. Some but pe- eventually, I really do feel like everything is our lesson or blessing. Yeah. There's, no, there's no phase of your life that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents on it. So I yeah. wanted to ask, if you don't mind opening up, what was the ba- uh, the worst phase of your life? And mm-hmm. looking back now, how did it affect you? Whether that was good or bad? Okay. So um, I would define the, v- the first bad moment of my life uh, when I finished high school and I didn't want to do and I was very pressured by teachers to know what to do mm-hmm. so I signed up I think th- one week before the end uh, the, the beginning of universities to philosophy <laughs> and I dropped out four days after uh, I was very sad very depressed I would and I spent the next three months basically two and a, two and a half three months uh, after this event so we're talking September of 20, 2016. Whoa, uh, that was 2016. I forget yeah. some things that you're a bit older than me. <laughs> like, what was I doing in 2016? Uh, 2016. So I started just playing World of Warcraft for like, and League of Legends for 12 hours a day in the dark, going to bed at like, <laughs> at like 11 a.m., waking up for night, etc. Um... And so that was my life for a very long period of time, like two and a half, three months. That, that sounds very long at that time. Um, yeah, but it's that great. is a long period of time. And obviously, this this is not good. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good situation to be in. And I don't I don't know what to do. Uh, basically, I just end up in a rabbit hole of 
routine of always doing the same damn thing. Yeah. You were also going through an addiction, which yeah. one of that under Huberman podcasts mm. about dopamine addiction. Mm. They mention video games a lot. Like if you, if you really can't go without, mm. and if you're spending your full day in the only dopamine of your days playing games, like currently addicted to it. Well, it was definitely um, an escape from reality. Because for yeah. example, in the game, first I was good. Second, you had a clear path on what to do. Yeah. So you're being told what to do rather you know, than it's, you it's like, figuring it out. Oh, I know what's next. Like I even need to do, to do that quest. I need to do that dungeon. So like you keep doing. It's very easy. Like yeah. It's much easier than life. Uh, let's say. Um, and then I wish I can do that for a long period of time. And then I get sadder as the day go as the day goes go by etc because evidently at the end of every day whether the end of your day is 11 a.m or for mm-hmm. most people 11 yeah. p.m you you have to go back into real life yeah and so it's like you may feel great in that video game during that that video game session mm-hmm. but the moment you come off it's like a crash yeah, yeah. and you think oh god but my actual life sucks <laughs> yeah. i hate this <laughs> i want to go back to the video game yes and so that happened for like three months and then i said you know what, I must do something. Obviously, I came to my dad and I cried like a, a wee baba. A wee baba. <laughs> a wee baba. Like I cried the whole te- the, uh, all the tears I had in my mm-hmm. body. And uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I want to go abroad. I want to learn English. Uh, I know I can't go back to school. It's too late for that year. Like I've, yeah. I, I'm going to skip a year. It's mad to think that for most of your life you didn't speak English. Yeah. And like it's crazy to me thinking that this conversation you're talking about now hmm. happened in French and not English. Yes. None of that <laughs> was in English. Not a single word. Yeah, it's so weird to uh, me. And so uh, I set out for Dublin. And this is the beginning where I, I found an amazing school. Um, the teacher teaches me, obviously, English, but also why learning is so fun and mm-hmm. like why why you should learn new stuff uh, in your life and how to make it fun how to make it appealing and that school doesn't necessarily suck yeah because <laughs> like for the first 18 years of my life school was bad mm-hmm. like i hated school so big change like it was a turning point in my life and i came back one a year after we've two uh, certificates from uh, Cambridge, which yeah. I was very happy about. And yeah, that's how I realized, you know what? It's good that I didn't want to keep doing philosophy at university or like keep so, uh, searching for another school in France. Yeah. And, and then I left all of this toxic environment mm-hmm. to do something brand new and like to find a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And obviously there is elements of luck, like a I could have had a bad teacher, but I didn't. I could have had a bad host family, but I didn't. You could have um, just naturally not had a talent for English. Exactly. You just sucked at learning exactly. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there oh, are yeah. people out there that mm-hmm. can't learn languages. It's mm-hmm. just not, I don't know, their brain isn't wired to yeah, learn yeah. languages. And then, yeah, I have a deep connection with English. Like, uh, I love the language. I read in English. I listen to stuff only in English. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the language that makes me laugh. It's a... Uh, it, I have feelings in English, whereas mm. in French, I don't have feelings for things. Yeah. So that was a bad moment that turned out to be good because it made me go away, learn new stuff, discover new activities, yeah. people, uh, hobbies. But so I, I now want to ask you, what did you learn from those bad points? Not like how did you turn it over, but what yeah. did you learn from the worst months? Well, 
I would say, looking backwards, the most important was to do something. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And so you take this, this, uh, this word, I don't know what to do, as an excuse not to do anything. Yeah. And so it was very positive to finally take a step forward. Even if it was a step into the void, <laughs> yeah. it was a step. So it was a step, any uh, for some uh, towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you learned that I don't know what to do can ever equal I'm going to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, you, it's like um, when you don't know what to do, do something. Like yeah. uh, whatever it be, like do something. Yeah. Um, Th- this phase kind of reminds me of um, in the podcast I was listening today. Mm-hmm. What's the woman called? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Anna Lemdek or something yeah I think Um, she was talking about a patient of hers who was addicted to video games and he'd said to her I need something to come and save me from this addiction from this depression like this depression I mean and she said well you can't sit and do nothing and play video games and expect that the situation is going to improve you're doing nothing waiting for something to come to you instead of going okay well I should try new things out. Maybe something's going to stick. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll find a passion or a hobby or a future profession or at least something of interest. But for all the time that I'm going to continue just sitting, playing video games and hoping that something will come, nothing's mm. going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Like the whole, it's a silly quote, but it actually, I think people need to think about it more that nothing changes unless something changes. Mm-hmm. You can't expect the change to come to you. You have to go and do it yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's super hard, like, uh, especially, like, I openly say I was very uh, deeply stuck in video games because it was easier. But at the same time, I would say to my parents, like, I don't know what to do, like, life sucks, etc. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, do something about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Stop even, complaining and change it. You know, even if it's, it might seem um, ridicule or or small thing like uh, i don't know you want to try a new hobby you want to try a new activity a new study uh, like try stuff you know it's like you you throw pasta at the wall you see what sticks yeah yeah okay time and and if it doesn't you move on like you try you try another bit of pasta try again try another pasta and then it's past the water's boiled a bit more try again there you go there you go so like uh that's the the, uh, first principle like doing something whatever it may be um, yeah and I think you know it's a bit depressing but you have to see that if something sticks whew, that's good <laughs> yeah that's but very, very I think yeah and I think if you just continue where you are because you're scared of the alternative of trying something that doesn't work yeah and it making you feel more sad mm-hmm. or more discouraged to try something else it's like well at the end of the day the only changes you're gonna see during this bad time, if you don't change anything, it's probably negative changes. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get worse if you don't yeah. make an effort for them to get better. You're just going to keep falling down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But if you try and, I don't know, maybe you try dance lessons. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, actually, I can't dance. That's okay. <laughs> you know, like, at least you tried. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, there's a something positive to think about. Like, hey, I did that. I went to that class. Mm-hmm. Albeit, I sucked. I went to that class. Like, good for me. I could have played yeah. another five hours of video games during that time it took me to go to class to do the class and to come home mm-hmm. yeah there is this idea that um if you don't know i uh, you know i don't know what to do well trying to figure out what you don't want to do yeah it's like i know for sure that i don't like this i know for sure that i don't like this activity this job this title anything yeah like 
listing the bad stuff can can make you see the possibilities. Yeah. And I think it's another thing I wish I had done. Um, so I can know I don't want to be a builder. I don't. Want, I know I don't want to be you no know, X. <laughs> yeah, make a list or make a list of things that do interest you and think. Okay, we have a common theme here. Hmm. Maybe if you're into, I don't know, video games or being on the computer, we'll have a look. What what jobs can you get around that theme hmm. of playing games or being around the computer? Like, what what skills do you use whilst gaming hmm. that you can use in the workplace? Yeah, exactly. Find a way. Like if you're um, if you love video games or like computer in general, like uh, you're a bit of a geek, let's say. Um, yeah, like try and coding for example there's mm. like an amazing uh, website which is called freecode.org mm-hmm. um, it's an organization that helps people learn coding for free everything is free and it's amazing like you can learn so much and like um, trying these things because th- you're still on the computer you're still in your bedroom but you're trying to do something a bit different yeah um, exactly so it's like okay I don't want to change too much my environment but I want to find something that that's meaningful I can create something in the real world yeah uh, exactly yeah. although i mean it's it's all fun and games for us to talk about these things whereas when you're in the moment yourself yeah. it could feel like oh, i don't want to change it like you want to stay in that rabbit hole because yeah. it can be scary to go out of it and i completely get that i understand when you're feeling down it's hard to pick yourself up again yeah yeah but it was very comfortable to play video games like world of warcraft was a good world yeah exactly <laughs> um, but um it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough to... Exactly. And, and another thing, um, I had gone to therapy before, mm-hmm. um, like you know, when I was 15, I think, 14. And I didn't go into that period, into that very dark period of my life. I didn't go to therapy, but I wish I had. Or I just talked mm-hmm. about it. Because like every time someone uh, someone would tell me, oh, Emilio, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm searching for... Your studies, yeah, and, um, like passive stuff. I'm like, uh, trying to do you know, this. I'm doing stuff, uh, mm. you know? but I never talked how bad I was, mm. like how I felt, how difficult it was to go through one day, etc. And it's a shame because I could have talked to to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah, there were always going to be people in your life. I mean, I know your family. I yeah, know yeah. that they would have listened if you spoke mm. to them. But yeah, sometimes you don't want to burden people with your problems, and I think that's yeah. another issue that we face when we're going for a dark time we don't want other people to know we're going for a dark time mm-hmm. but inevitably you need to speak you need to get it out you yeah, need yeah. to talk to someone mm. but yes so you've learned from that time that you can't sit and do nothing and expect yes. it to change you learned that now if you're ever feeling down again talking to someone mm. would you know help a bit yeah it would maybe get you out of the the sadness mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Mm, top of my head, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like lots of lessons from from this experience. Like mm. school can be fun, uh, learning can be fun. People are not uh, teachers are not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Or even um, as simple as it's not always going to be that bad. I mean, you went yeah, from yeah. sort of the worst phase of your life to one of the best phases of your life. Oh yeah, by far. Almost immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, when you made that decision during the dark time. I want to go abroad and learn English. Mm-hmm. And then you had this amazing year in Dublin. We learned English. You met people. You had a great mentor, a great host family. Mm-hmm. It was your first time living abroad and being independent. Yes. You know, I think life is such up, 
and downs mm-hmm. that you don't really you don't know what's coming next but it's going one way or another <laughs> you know you know i saw an amazing uh a video on like a, a graph of like you have two trains one that goes straight mm-hmm. straight line so like the the speed is the same mm-hmm. and one that goes up and down like uh like waves yeah and like because it goes down it goes up faster because it has like more speed by going down like the forces yeah and so it wasn't it was a an image uh, imagery explanation of failures and successes mm-hmm. like failure m- makes you go down but you you make you take speed and then you go up faster because of the failure yeah uh, and it I've, takes it well, it takes longer to go up than it does to go down yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought the image was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, it's so true. Uh, I think. Oh, and another thing that we've both learned from uh, the the podcast and the book Dopamine Nation yes. is that pain and pleasure come from the same area of your brain. And it's like you can't feel both at the same time. Your brain mm-hmm. isn't wired to do that. So that's why life is so up and down. Yeah. Because your brain doesn't let you do both at once. Mm. What, what would that even physically look like to be happy and sad at the same time it doesn't exist no to have pleasure and pain at the same sorry, time. sorry yeah of course pleasure and pain yeah. at the same amount of time mm-hmm. and so you can't <laughs> yeah it's like a, a video games gave me pleasure and then when i stopped video games i felt so bad so i had to play again the video games yeah it's like a, a whole circle of uh, a bad circle a vicious circle there yeah uh, they had a hard time stopping yeah and for the for the next um six months i didn't touch a computer really in ireland yeah didn't touch a computer that was good yeah i bet that was a good detox for you yeah yeah. (laughs) detox from addiction of gaming yeah to be fair it was great like i didn't miss it the first week i I felt like this is gonna be hard like Mm -hmm. no computer no video games what i'm gonna do Which is exactly the cycle with people with addictions. Mm. They were saying that most people come out of an addiction within a month. Yeah. Most, it depends on the severity. You know, for example, if mm-hmm. you maybe have an alcohol addiction, you're always struggling. Mm-hmm. But we can stop. <laughs> no, because if, if I don't talk, then the sound wave goes off and it's easy to see where to clip it. Yeah. Easier to edit. Um, that yeah in that month period you have the first week where you're feeling awful you're like i can't do this i do okay so you, during that month you have this first period where you feel like you can't do it how are you going to get through it the second week as well tends to be like that mm-hmm. the third week comes and as andrew huberman uh, describes it the clouds start to disappear a bit there starts to be gaps in the clouds and the mm-hmm. sun comes through and you think, actually, I'm I'm feeling like I'm going uphill now. The downhill's yeah. over and I'm still struggling, but I'm feeling good. Like it's been two weeks and mm-hmm. I've not been on this addiction, whatever it may be. And by the fourth week, you have pride that it's been four weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such a great moment because it's unlocked basically everything I've done so far. Because because of English, learning English, sorry. I started watching English videos and like English videos were completely different than French yeah, videos. There's an altitude of <laughs> English videos out there. Like the library was insane. Yeah. Like I, uh, I started reading books in English and stuff that I, and I didn't read oh, for the first 18 years of my life. I didn't read one French book. 
Have you read a French book now? If, I think in the last book I read was like in 2016 or 17 <laughs> or something like that. Um, so ever since it's been in English. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like in, interlocked everything, interlocked my, uh, univer- uh, my business school, then I went to uh, Scotland and then yeah. in Scotland I met you. And so everything started because I've went to Dublin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's so much to think about that just before Dublin was the worst period of your life and the... Even just the thought of going to Dublin and learning English, what would your life be like if you didn't take that decision and go yeah. on that good thing? Like, mm. it really was the worst part of your life gave you the best part. Yeah. Because it led you to the best part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even though at the time, I bet it was awful. And of course, it was awful and you were suffering in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was by far the um, the worst moment, period, I'd say. Yeah. And it lasted three months. Three months. Yeah, I mean, it started in, in like when I finished high school, so like July, so like from July to December 2016. Oof. I think that's more than three ba- months. Bad times. <laughs> I'm doing the math right now, my brain. <laughs> it's a good five months. <laughs> so it's five months playing video games. Oof. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> what about yours? My worst phase. Yes. Um, because I've opened so. Yeah, let me open up. <laughs> like I'm, we're kind of in a therapy session right now. There you go. <laughs> it's good though. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's nice to be open. What's your worst moments, guys? My Tell yeah. Us. Oh yeah. Comment down below if you feel open to it. Yes. You know, we're being vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. You're obliged to feel vulnerable too now that you're watching us. Mm-hmm. Um, my worst phase was when I was 17. So similar ages to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not much difference. I was 17, turning 18, and it was. Um, sort of second school semester because I I dropped out of school uh, a year early. I basically, I had the grades and so I didn't need to be in school and I thought I could do a lot more with my time than being at school. And I, I still stick with that, that that's true. If you don't need to be in school, you've got everything you need. And I know some countries you need to graduate really mm-hmm. to get through, but in Scotland, it's not a country that the graduation letter means anything. I, I've never once had a thing say you need to graduate high school but i know in america for example it's different so i left and i thought yeah i'm gonna go into the working world and i'm gonna travel and i'm gonna be so much smarter than these people still doing exams i I had like a lot of ego at this point about my choice and i yeah yeah i had ego because i was meant to do law and i took a break and i was like ah i'll take a break for my law degree and the first semester was was great because i thought i was doing that and then by the second semester like January until probably July, I realized I had way too much free time, even though I was working and I was still in music school. I had way too much free time. I was in a rotten relationship and I was losing all my friends at the same time. And I was so lonely because in my workplace, no one was near my age. Everyone was over 30 and I was 17. The maturity gap between a 17 year old and a first year old is incredible. And I remember I, w- I was with these kind of people that would make me feel stupid just because I was younger. Mm. So it'd be, oh, you know, you wouldn't understand that. Uh, sorry, Lucy, I don't think you understand what we're talking about because we're adults. I got that on the constant because everyone else my age was in school and I was out in the working world and I was like, I actually don't feel like I'm meant to be here. Yeah. And so I was lonely at work and I would come home and I had no friends and I was lonely. And I was lonely in the relationship I was in and I didn't have anyone to talk to. 
mm-hmm. but what I was going through. And so it was kind of like, I just went downhill for those five months and yeah, it was, it was rotten <laughs> to be honest. It was a bad period. I was watching so much Netflix because mm-hmm. I had nothing else to do with my time when I came home from work. Even though, even for example, I, like I said, I was in a music school. I didn't have the the effort in me to practice. And I feel like I, w- I almost wasted a year in music school because I could tell I was falling so behind because I wasn't practicing, but I was almost like too sad to practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, that was my worst period. So what did I learn? What did you learn? <laughs> I mean, I went through the same thing as you were the worst phase of my life came the best phase. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't I don't like to say that there's a best point in my life because I always feel like I'm going for the best point. Yeah. So how, how, how so it became a good phase? Um, basically I cut ties with those, with those friends that even though the friendship was over, we're still going for a toxic period. I just blocked all the numbers. Mm-hmm. I broke up with the boyfriend, blocked him too. So I, I had no contact with anybody I'd spent my whole life with. I like generally had one person in my life, excluding family. And I went traveling with her for six weeks mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going <laughs> to drop that negative energy. I'm going to go travel, meet new people, explore a new city or many cities and um, see see what sticks for me and like what, what I find joy in now because I'd also finally graduated from my music school. So it was almost like everything about me was different. Mm-hmm. I was going to start a new university course. I was going to make new friends. I was going to travel for the first time. I was going to find a new hobby because my hobby was was kind of done with now and and yeah it's just funny that i went from the worst peak to the highest peak but what i learned from the the rough time was that well first of all ego is awful (laughs) being arrogant is just so stupid and when i look back and i i do remember being like cocky all Mm -hmm. the time i always thought i was so smart because i'd went to school and i got those a's and I thought that those A's meant absolutely everything. And it meant definitively I was a smart person mm-hmm. and that no one could tell me otherwise. I wasn't smart. I was 17. What did I know? Pythagorean theory. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Whatever my politics exam was on, my music test. But I didn't know anything about the real world. And so I think coming out of that and looking back, it taught me, you know, that, that period where I was realizing that I'm not that that cool not mm. that good at everything i thought i was it, yeah it taught me that you can never be too good for stuff you can never be too good for the job you're in you can never be too good for the school you go to or you can never be too good for your friends there's always way more to learn and yeah like arrogance is very unattractive habit shouldn't be arrogant <laughs> don't be cocky yeah don't be cocky <laughs> yeah that's good good lessons yeah, good lessons. And the funny thing is that you were very good at school. Was good at school, but that like that was my thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't street smart. I'm still to this day geographically <laughs> challenged. <laughs> I'm on go- if I'm going somewhere new, I'm on Google Maps the whole route because I can't even trust myself to to turn my phone off because I'll miss a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was I was great at exams. I was great at memorization, but. I think I still had a lot to understand and a mm. lot to learn. So we we both went through actually the same age. Yeah. Uh, I was 17 turning 18. Ah, okay. Um, it was turning into your yeah. 18th birthday. Got it. Uh, like, how did you feel afterwards? 
when I came out of the rough patch. Yes. Well, incredible because I was on the great patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I felt I felt like getting out of that mm-hmm. made me feel like I lost 50 pounds of weight on mm-hmm. the back of my shoulder. I felt like, oh, this reminds me of a quote. I felt like I was carrying a backpack of just sadness and loneliness and ego around me. And I think this is from Epictetus or Seneca. I can't remember which one, but it's that you can travel the world, but you're still going to be carrying the same guy on your back if you're sad at home. You're going to be sad when you're traveling. And like, if you don't deal with your problems, they're always going to be on your back. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you change everything, if you don't deal with the root, nothing like your sadness will never change. Yeah, you can run away from your from, from your own self yeah yeah it was socrates who, um, it was socrates oops yeah. i wasn't even close then <laughs> but yeah it was like you can expect uh like traveling and finding a different self yeah <laughs> like you need and to deal with deal with your shit <laughs> yeah and so for me traveling my way of getting rid of the backpack was mm-hmm. blocking all the negative people in my life and sort mm-hmm. of saying goodbye like okay Maybe I'm not saying these people are bad people that I should get rid of, but we don't connect. Mm. They're bringing me down and I'm probably bringing them down too. Like cut ties, block the number, stop thinking about it and completely change your life. Like do something, mm-hmm. I don't know, impulsive, and, go on a travel. And surprisingly, you, you had less friends, but you felt less lonely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was what was crazy. I thought I was going to go further down the dip of being lonely mm-hmm. by getting rid of these people for good. But I found that I was, even though I had way less people, I had one person that I really called a friend. Mm-hmm. She made me feel 100 times less lonely mm-hmm. than the the 20 people I was in a friendship group with and the, the boy I was with that I thought were my only source of not being completely lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an amazing uh, feeling and it's quite surprising at first, but I remember mm-hmm. I was in the same phase um, I left my friends behind when I went to, to Ireland because mm-hmm. I was like, no more French friends, no more, <laughs> no more French friends, no more. I didn't want to have any connection with French. Like ah, okay. I unsubscribed to all French, uh, channels on YouTube at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I tasted, I tasted my parents in English, uh, just to practice and I turned everything to English. I was, uh, there were other, other French speakers in the mm-hmm. class in Dublin. I refused to speak with them in French. Didn't you not tell them you're French? Like you yeah. said you're Italian or something uh, and didn't mention the connection to France? Like I would intentionally say I don't speak French just yeah. to avoid speaking French. Yeah. And I did that for a full year and it was extremely worth it. Yeah. Because like I completely immersed myself in English and uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any friends at the time and I felt amazing. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. How <laughs> weird is that? That it's better having no one than bad people? Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. Bad people bring you down, but having no one leaves you where you are. Mm-hmm. And if you can become happy with yourself, then yeah, I don't, I don't think oh, you need no one. But I think mm. some no one is better than bad people. Yeah, I think it's 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 great to make um, you know, you clean your fat, you should clean your friend list as well. You should clean, yeah, you know, make a mental cleaning, do mental cleaning. Yeah, and like I I say, I probably said in a good ten podcasts already. You don't need the whole friends for life thing. It's like. I feel like a lot of those people would believe in getting divorced, but they won't believe in getting rid of a bad friendship. <laughs> they want to hold on to the idea of having childhood friends mm-hmm. and having people with them their whole life when sometimes it's not healthy. 
it doesn't mean that you're saying that person's a bad person at all it just no. means you are not on the same wavelength right now you're doing different things and you should take some time apart the same way that we, when you get your first boyfriend girlfriend partner i don't know 15 16 you don't expect to spend their whole life with you because you guys are inevitably going to change mm-hmm. you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't think you're going to be with everybody in your life your whole life you know i'm going to start quoting Winston Churchill quite a lot. Excellent. Um, as you've made me an incredible gift for my birthday, um, which is like a an biography of Winston Churchill by William Manchester. It's like a three volume. Uh, it's like not, almost not a biography. No, no, no. Oh, it's okay. it's almost um, like two and a half thousand <laughs> uh, pages of Winston <laughs> Churchill. So yes. amazing. There's a there's <laughs> a quote from, there are many quotes from him that are amazing. Um, yeah, you would hope so in his biography that they'd have his words in it sometimes. There's one very famous from Churchill who said, uh, if you're going through hell, keep going. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that quote. Which I, which I find amazing. Like, it's it's just so simple, but like, yeah, you need to keep going. Yeah, don't give up. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going through the trenches and you stop, mm-hmm. well, you're stuck in the trenches. Like, <laughs> But if you keep going, you'll get out of them <laughs> eventually. Yeah. And uh, recently, was, Lucy was out. I watched uh, The Darkest Hours, which is like um, uh, a movie about Churchill during the 1940 phase where Germany was invading uh, all we of have Europe. We like Vichy France at that point, 1940? Uh, almost, almost. It's getting created. Okay, okay. But France is invaded, etc. And uh, I recommend the movie. Very good. And there is this there is this last quote on the very end, which says, um, "Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Uh, fatal. 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 Um, it's the courage to continue that counts." And every single time I think about this quote, I'm I'm like. <laughs> on the verge of tears <laughs> on the verge of tears it's amazing i yeah. love that quote it's like it represents everything about life <laughs> i think if there's one quote that summarizes life i don't know if that's the one but i think that yeah. does a great job like it makes sense yeah because yeah. like there's no finish line i mean it talks about ego it talks about lack of courage mm-hmm. it talks about people who feel like they can't continue like mm-hmm. it's really good because it talks about you your highest point your lowest point and at the point where you think you're going to give up. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So, no, no, it's, it's a beautiful quote. quote. And I think it it joins this whole conversation of like, um, you know, do something, keep going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, another good point of the worst time can be the, the best time is slightly different. But like your newsletter had spoken about, the bad luck, good luck. Yes. And I may have spoken about this in a podcast before, but I'm going to reiterate it anyway because I have a story that's exactly bad luck, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the present, I'm living through the good luck part, thinking, whoa. And that's the, um, when I was 19, I had the option, 19 turning 20, I had the option to do two years abroad. And I was, I, I went, because of course I was going to go abroad for the longest amount of time I could. I picked Madrid. I got placed in Madrid. I was set to go. And this was around September of 2020, so we've already we're already aware the pandemic's a thing. But I was under the impression I was still going until two weeks before I was due to start. I had my apartment, I had everything. I just didn't have the flight yet. And it's funny, I didn't book the flight because I knew in me I wasn't going, <laughs> which is so weird. I've done that many times where I've said I'm going somewhere, not booked the flight because I know in my head I'm not going. But I got I got the letter from my school saying yeah sorry psych you're not going 
and I re- me probably six months ago would have been really upset about that like I was meant to do my year in Spain in Madrid I was meant to have this incredible Erasmus life the Erasmus life that everyone talks about there's movies about it you're meeting all these international people you're not caring about your grades da, da, da. and instead I spent the semester in Bordeaux mm-hmm. with you and I mean that in itself was still better luck probably than being in Madrid I mm-hmm. think with us being long distance it probably would have been a little bit miserable and with the pandemic I wouldn't have been able to do anything if I was told I could go mm-hmm. like I might choices would have been limited anyway I wouldn't have been able to go out and enjoy myself the way that I thought I was going to and so instead being able to stay in France practice French a lot and learn a lot of culture from your family come from different places Mm. which has been incredible and now I'm doing my year in Spain that I switched and I did my second semester in France so now I'm in my Spanish year I'm so glad I'm in Valencia and I'm not in Madrid. (laughs) Every time I hear stories about people in in Madrid, which I'm not crapping on the city, I bet it's incredible. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's not for me. That, nah, that's not what I would like. I wanted to be close to a beach. I wanted to be in a place that was warm all the time. Yeah. Madrid isn't warm. Madrid doesn't have a beach near. (laughs) It's like they have a great club life, but I don't like clubbing. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to enjoy it. And I've ended up finding an incredible flat here mm. in an incredible location my job is so good i've met friends that i'm really really happy that i went to balenza even just to have met them mm-hmm. you've been able to come here so yes. we aren't doing long distance and it's like yeah that was kind of bad luck at the time that i didn't go to madrid but now i'm like yeah thank god actually i wouldn't have wanted to have gone to madrid to be honest yeah so yeah that's the famous good luck bad luck yeah. to, to go back to the original story it's a it's a chinese proverb which says basically it's a it's a dad and a son working in the farm i think i'm probably oh, like yeah, rephrasing story and heat, so the dad and the son are trying to fix the roof and the, uh, the son is fixing the roof uh, and then he falls and he breaks his leg and the neighbors are like oh my god such a bad luck and the dad says bad luck good luck who knows yeah, and, and then a few, a few days after, the war breaks, mm-hmm. and they they're asking for all the sons to to go to war, mm-hmm. and then the the neighbors are like, oh, so lucky your son broke a leg. Yeah, because uh, obviously he's injured and he can't go to war. Yeah, and so this, this, the dad says again, good luck, bad luck, who knows? Yeah, and so it's all about like you never know what's gonna go next, and so you can't define. A luck being good or bad yeah especially see, in the moment until you see what's next yeah uh and i, f- I thought that that quote was ma- that little story was amazing like it mm. really reflects uh everything and then you just need to wait until uh the next event to define if it was good luck or yeah. bad luck. um i remember uh in that same period of time as as you i i i tried to go to a school called insead it's like a very very good school in europe mm-hmm. um yeah, they have like one of the best mbas in the world mm-hmm. and obviously i wasn't smart enough so i got refused <laughs> no they and, just didn't let you have the interview i think and, if you had the interview you would have gotten and at the time i was chopping wood at your parents house <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so true and, and it was the dead of winter even though it was yeah, april <laughs> that was terrible was and brutal then, weather and for the next like two days after hearing about the news 
I chop wood every morning thinking about what's next and what's like, what's, mm. how can it, how can it possibly good? Like, mm. well, this is the first time I get refused yeah. um, by a school or the first time I fail since like, uh, since Dublin, this mm-hmm. is the first time I fail. And for the next two days, I just chop wood, being with my own thoughts, trying to deal with my shit. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Lucy goes away next, uh, like abroad next year. I'll follow her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming with. And I was like, that's good. That's a good plan. That's mm. a good plan. Like because otherwise, getting into the school would have meant doing long distance. Yeah. And then would have meant uh, like the part of relationship being a bit more um, jeopardized, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like nice. it, it was uh, for two days. I was just being with my thoughts and that was the best thing I could do. I'm very glad there was uh, wood to be chopped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you had something to do that was manual and not on technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe you gaming or something. Because I, I, I literally, by working with my hands, I could think. Like I could yeah. think with myself. I was literally having a full-on discussion mm-hmm. um, with myself for like three hours. Like I would start the session with like... Um, uh, a question yeah. to myself and it's at the end when I had finished the whole uh, the entire wood mm, that I had the answer nice. yeah <laughs> well as well like when you're when you're on your phone or when you're re- there's most of your current hobbies like require thinking of that thing like reading yeah. listening to a podcast gaming all and maybe just the use of a phone or mm-hmm. laptop in general all require your thoughts and so doing that manual labor was like Okay, my hands are tied. <laughs> Crap, what I think about? Yeah, and it, it, it's it's so good. Like um, that's why I love doing dishes. Yeah. Because like you, you can always be tw- uh, be between you and your thoughts. Yeah, you know when I go walk, sometimes I put a podcast on, and I realize that I haven't listened to a single second of the podcast, and mm. I'll just turn it off. Like it will be. There's a certain step I get to in my walk mm-hmm. where I go there, and if I think, did I learn anything? Or am I on my own thoughts? And if I'm on my own thoughts, I turn that off and mm-hmm. I just talk to myself, like, what's going on? Why am I, why can't I listen? I must have something to say. Yeah. And those are incredible moments. Like, um, yeah. if you if you need to paint, like, go. If you need to garden, go. If you need to, uh, have, if you want to have a walk, go walk. Yeah. People um, nowadays don't have the time to think. Yeah. We're it's so like, distracted at all times. It's like, uh, I've talked about in the newsletter, like, uh, stop hijacking time for yourself it's mm-hmm. like oh you know i need time for myself but like every single time you have time for yourself you play you do something else like yeah you're watching videos you're listening to someone else you are um spending time with someone else's thoughts and yeah. not your own <laughs> yeah so when you have time off you it's really it should be time off of everything yeah, yeah, yeah. time just with yourself at least for a little bit of the day i mean if you want to watch a movie go watch a movie but mm. take the time yeah it's important to to listen to your little head in your uh, little voice in your head. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I think we don't pay enough attention to it. Yeah, and it has a lot, a lot to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So with this podcast, like, what really I wanted to to bring out, I don't know if it's advice or just thoughts, is mm-hmm. like when you're going through crap. Mm-hmm. When you look back, it's not necessarily going to be crap. There's going to be things that you learn from it. There's going to be things that you know now not to do. Mm-hmm. You know that doing that again would lead you into that phase. And 
normally with bad phases come great phrase, phases afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you just have patience that you're going to get over it eventually. And yeah, yeah tough times oh. are tough times. It's not a tough life. It, it, there is um, the idea, of, I think it's Marcus Aurelius who said like, um, if you're in during a, if you're having, you're going through a bad moment, remember the times you had a bad moment, and like realize that you can get over it. Yeah. Like it's not uh, it's something you can go get over mm-hmm. because you did it once. So why yeah, not doing you it twice? Do yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas I think maybe the first times we had a, a very bad phase, mm-hmm. it was maybe the first time we had a really bad phase, and it was yeah. it was hard to get perspective. Yeah. Whereas I think now the the more bad phases you have the easier it gets yeah of like this is okay like <laughs> yeah even if the phase is maybe 10 times worse you can think well at that time that was the worst thing I'd, that had ever happened to yeah. me and i got through it so now that this is the worst thing i can still get through it mm-hmm. like i can you know i think it's it's encouraging and like uh it gives you hope like, yeah i know sure. i can i can get over it because i did it once so why not do it again yeah and I would say like the first, the first phase is the worst. <laughs> like yeah, because you're normally a teenager, your hormones are everywhere, and terrible. you just think life sucks. Yeah. Why me? Why do bad things only happen to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't I figure out what I want to do? And I think as as kids, you you get overrun very quickly. Yeah. It's like, why does this happen to me? By the time this you're fifty, so hard. You get like actual really upsetting news, and you think, oh, "Fuck, this is nothing." <laughs> like, I'm yeah. used to it. I can, I can uh, deal with it. And even like, you know, we were talking about the phases between 17 and 18 and we look back from uh, from today yeah. at like 23, 20, 21 and we're like, that was that was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been through worse now, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so it's, it's just funny to look back. And of course, at the time, it's, it's hard. Like, uh, yeah. we cannot deny that it was hard. But it's just like, you know that you can get through it and then you know, ask for help, do something, yeah. Uh, have hope. And mm-hmm. like, as Churchill said, like, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, it's a good one. Yeah. There's been some good quotes today that I'm like, damn, the person yeah. that thought of that, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And obviously, it's, I think it's, it's great that we uh, open about those bad moments. Because like, yeah, as we, we said, open up. as we said last week, like we tend online, we tend to, create a perfect online life um which disconnects us from reality and also the listeners in general and like by opening up about the bad stuff they're like we can uh, realize that yeah you know we have bad shit happening yeah we have dark times actually (laughs) and that's okay it doesn't have to define it yeah Um, so Mm. yeah please if you want to open up in the comments or even send us a yeah private message or an email or something yeah if there's an email Uh, link to the account yeah (laughs) like you know it's it it can be high opening yeah but as well before you finish i want to add one point like Mm -hmm. sometimes the worst phase of your life isn't that bad yeah and i don't think people should gatekeep sadness which by that i mean if the worst phase of your life ever is that you wanted a rabbit and your mom said no (laughs) Like, that is the worst phase of your life, though. Just because someone else has had a really tragic life doesn't mean that your sadness isn't real. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be upset and you you can't go through your whole life thinking, okay, this sucks, but 
you know, I, I'm not dying of cancer right now. Like, how can I be sad mm-hmm. when there are people out there that are living in war zone countries or that have lost their mother recently, you know? But I think it's the wrong way to think about it. If you're yeah. sad, you're sad. Then deal with it. Don't think that you don't have the right to be sad ever. Yeah, there is there is no level of sadness yeah hormones in the brain works in weird ways sometimes you can get extremely upset over nothing and that's okay like don't worry about it and support to acknowledge it yeah whatever it might be yeah because otherwise it just gets put under the rack yeah so if anyone wanted a rabbit and they didn't get it it's okay it's okay you're gonna get you'll get for this (laughs) you might not get the rabbit but you'll get for this maybe you'll get a cat exactly all right perfect discussion that's yeah. cool i'm super hungry i'm ready for lasagna yes we're making lasagna tonight veggie lasagna <laughs> kind of weird let's try let's i try. feel like with veggie lasagna lasagna we should have just made it with courgettes instead <laughs> of like doing a weird version yeah i mean we'll see we'll tell you next week yeah tell right. you next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you very much for watching if you enjoyed this podcast please remember to give us a five-star review if you listen to us via audio format Mm -hmm. and if you're on youtube like and subscribe yes we appreciate it a lot yes check out uh lucy's channel yes and emilio's newsletter yes at emiliobitch.com slash newsletter it's not a hard link you know it's his name it's easy (laughs) to remember so if you're like what's emilio bits's uh website called you already know (laughs) don't worry about it yes we're trying to share some funny wisdom without putting your, uh, ourselves under too much pressure mm-hmm. there you go excellent and w- what do you normally say before we end oh yeah we say two things yes. we say stay awesome and bye-bye, bye-bye.